Hey, this is Tyler Johnson, pastor of Mission Church located in Walnut Creek, California. I want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you live the life God called you to live. Enjoy. Before we introduce our uh, guest speaker, I want to like just kind of share some context real quick. Uh, two weeks ago, I was with a pastor that pastors in San Jose, and I've never been asked this question. I can't believe I've never been asked this question, but he asked me a simple question two weeks ago. Hey, so who in ministry has impacted you the most on how you do ministry, how you see ministry? And I sat there and I was like, it was like such an obvious answer, but I never really thought about it. I was like, oh, there's a, a pastor that, uh, his name's Chad Veach, I told the, the guy, he's in LA, and he's like, oh, I know Chad. I was like, yeah, I was 20 years old, 2021, and I was a brand new youth pastor, six youth kids in my youth ministry. Uh, and then went to 13 and went back down to seven. It was a really exciting time in my life. Um, and I remember uh, we'd play catchphrase in a circle uh, for youth group. And the kids loved the catchphrase. And so I was playing catchphrase. And I remember going, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea, God. And, and so I, I, I ran into Chad at, uh, I think, a YMCA before I moved up to where I was at. And I said, can, can we meet? Would you mentor me? I've never done a ministry. And he said, of course, man, of course. And uh, show up to a Starbucks and uh, start just learning really how to even prepare a message. And he goes, come check out uh, a youth on Sunday night. And I was like, okay, yeah. And I walked in and I was wondering like where everybody was going to play catchphrase. But catchphrase wasn't going down. Hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of kids were raising their hands, worshiping God. They had notebooks in their hands and they were taking notes about who Jesus was. And they had this leadership thing throughout the week where literally 56 kids at 6 a.m. would go to a Starbucks to learn from Chad on how to really be a disciple of Jesus. People were worshiping God, falling in love with Jesus. Disciples were being made. I left there going, I'm a terrible youth pastor. But God loved me too much to leave me there at the terrible youth pastor moment, you know what I'm saying? I learned that, man, kids don't need catchphrase, they need Jesus. And as we started the church, I love the full circle, how God's so kind. We were visiting Zoe Church and Chad saw us in service and he um, said, what's up? Had me stand up, it was a really sweet moment. And um, after in the service, he shot me a text and we were texting and he said, hey, what's the address? And mailed our church a check. First church to invest in our church and so in our church. And then the same moment for me, I think we're about to play catchphrase at our church plant because I have no idea what I'm gonna do. Uh, welcome to welcome Mission Church. Everybody get in circles. Catchphrase. And so I asked Chad, can we, can we meet? I, I'd love to ask questions on how to, how to pastor a church and plan a church. And Chad just being so gracious and kind. And man, time is finite. And when people give you their time, be gracious and be thankful. I am not the pastor I'm in today without the imprint and the investment from Chad Beach. And pastors need pastors. So today is a really special day for me. 17 years of ministry and the person that has just given with no strings attached, that has been kind to me with no strings attached, gets to be in our house today. And so our Mission Church, Chad Beach is a big part of it. Can we give it up for Chad Beach? Come on, Pastor Chad, give a big old shout, come on. That's so sweet, thank you so much. Come on, make some noise for your pastor today and give him some honor. That, that is the nicest introduction I've ever had. You're going to make me cry. Come on, do you love your pastors today? Come on, one more time, let's give them honor. I was thinking, one time I went to a church, and they introduced me, and the lady got up. She said, welcome, we, 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 got, a, we got a guest preacher here today. His name's Chad Beach, and he's crazy. Come on, welcome him up. I thought, I need to take Tyler on the road with me. You know? <laughs> 
But it is, um, it is an honor to be here today, and it is an honor to finally see uh, what I have heard so much about and seen so many photos of. And um, I was thinking while we were in the middle of worship, I don't know if everyone is aware and by the way, if this is your first time, we are really, really thankful that you're here. Can we clap one more time and really honor and thank God for everybody that's come for the first time. I do recognize that church can be a very intimidating, weird place. And so um, I just want to tell you, you know, give us some time and we will not be as weird week after week. And, and then maybe eventually you can become what you think is weird. <laughs> There's hope for you, I think. Um, but, but it is it is an amazing thing, and I hope that you realize that you're in the midst of a miracle. Sometimes when you're in the middle of a miracle, you, it's hard to recognize is what's happening miraculous. Like I wonder sometimes when they walked on dry ground and the Red Sea was split in half. I wonder if they realized the miracle they were walking in, or they had to wait till they got to the other side to go. Did that just happen? I think you're in the midst of a miracle. And if you're in the midst of a miracle, you ought to treat it like that and thank God. So why don't we thank God for Mission Church and everything that he's doing. Come on, anybody believe that the best is yet to come for this house? Oh, you ought to clap like you really believe it today. Come on, does anybody believe that the best is yet to come? I get fired up. We got courtside seats. But you do realize we can't stay here. And it will... It will Mission Church, this is as small as it's ever going to be. And so if we're going to be a church that really reaches this area and really reaches this, this region, I'm telling you it's going to take a big spirit. It's going to take big faith. It's going to take a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time, a lot of coffee. Somebody say amen to that. God does nothing in your life until you start drinking. Coffee. And then it's like revival. But um, I, just, I just have to say that um, I, I hate this word. I despise this word. But I'm going to use it today because it is appropriate. But I am so proud of Pastor Tyler and Pastor Rachel. And I think we should give them honor one more time. Come on. I, I'm just, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Are you excited about it? Elbow somebody next to you, just tell them, let's go. Come on, elbow somebody. Say, let's go, let's go. All right, let's thank the keyboard player. You did it. Come on, the whole worship team. My man had a baby eight days ago. He's lucky he's walking. I was in a fog and a funk for two months. Ezekiel 37 uh, go to verse number one. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Chad, and I do live in Los Angeles. My wife is en route. She's going to make it for the second service, and we are celebrating this week 11 years of marriage. Isn't that awesome? She is blessed. And um, we have four kids together. We got four little nuggets. I got a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. So um, we are exhausted, but uh, it, it is amazing. We have one girl and three boys. Uh, we got a daughter named Georgia, and then I've got a Winston, I've got a Maverick, and I've got the, the youngest, his name is Clive. Is that a good name right there? Clive. 
So we, we have four kids, and we are so thankful. We started a church in L.A. four years ago. We just started a brand new church, just like Mission Church. And in four years, we've seen over 7,000 people say yes to Jesus. Is that, is that terrific? Come on. So it is an honor to leave our church at home, to come be here, and, uh, and to invest and to lay eyes on what I could not wait to see, Mission Church. I'm going to preach a message I'm really excited about today. Is that all right? Ezekiel 37, go to verse number one, and this is what it says. God grabbed me. God's spirit took me up and set me down in the middle of an open plain strewn with bones. He led me around and among them a lot of bones. There were bones all over the plain, dry bones, bleached by the sun. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, oh, master God, only you know that. He said to me, prophesy over these bones, dry bones, listen to the message of God. Mission Church today, listen to the message of God. God wants to say something today. Listen to the message of God. God the master told the dry bones, watch this. I'm bringing the breath of life to you and you'll come to life. I'll attach sinews to you, put meat on your bones. Oh, I could use some of that in my calves. Don't you laugh too hard at me. Cover you with skin and breathe life into you. You'll come alive and you'll realize that I am God. I prophesied just as I'd been commanded. As I prophesied, there was a sound and oh, a rustling. I like that part. I could hear the sound, a rustling. The bones moved and came together bone to bone. I kept watching sinews formed, then muscles on the bones, then skin stretched over them, but they had no breath in them. I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. It's called Say What You See. Put that down in your phone or in your notebook. Say what you see. And I'm here to, to declare today that we can see not just what God is doing today at Mission Church, but anybody see a bigger and a better day for this church and this area and what God wants to do. Come on, can anybody see it? Seven people are excited about the future of this church. Come on, can anybody see something bigger, something better? I want to tell you what God is always up to in your life. God is always stretching your faith. God is always trying to get you to think in a bigger capacity. God is always trying. Listen, the lid on your life is your thinking. God is always dealing with your mindset because he knows if he can get you to think bigger, if he can get you to see better, then it will affect the way that you believe and it will affect the way that you speak. Your speaking is a direct correlation to what you can see and what you can believe in your mind. God is trying to raise the level of our faith. Come on, the Bible says anything is possible to him who believes. It's not just anything is possible, it's anything is possible to him who believes. Come on, 49er fans. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. Anything is possible to him who believes. That's why it says, ask and you shall seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Jesus said, if you ask and you believe that you'll receive, then when you ask, you will receive. So I want to talk today, say what you see. Say what you see in your spirit. Say what you see in your heart. 
Say what you see, what God is doing in your business, in your family, in your children. Say what you see. Somebody say amen to that. Come on, let's pray together. And let's believe that God will come and speak to us this morning. Jesus, we thank you that you are alive, you are well, you are awesome, and you are seated on the throne. We declare a blessing over this house. Thank you for our pastors. Thank you for every volunteer. Thank you for every person that is here today. We declare this is a unified house. And Lord, you declared when there is unity, there's a commanded blessing. So we bless this church right now. We thank you for exponential growth. We thank you for much fruit in this house. We thank you that you will do exceedingly and abundantly far above anything we could ask, think, or imagine. We give you all the praise for it and God as a community together we are believing that Lord the third splash brother still is here with D'Angelo Russell we need a miracle for the warriors this year in Jesus name and everybody said together come on you ought to get some faith right now y'all lost KD you better start praying you better activate your faith oh any, anybody by show of hands you ever say something dumb? <laughs> like just really dumb, just really stupid. You ever say it and right when it's leaving your mouth, you're like, oh, get back in here. <laughs> this is most of marriage. <laughs> just like, ah, I know I'm going to face the consequences for that. <laughs> no, this is just, it's the worst feeling when you say something just wrong, just inappropriate, just like I would give anything for a rewind button to be here so I could rewind and put back in my mouth what I just said. It is the, I had to learn from a young age for, as a pastor. I became a youth pastor at age 19 and I had to learn the hard way how to talk around church, how to on Sundays say the right thing and not the wrong thing. I will never forget when I first started ministry, I was in the courtyard in between services and I saw this one lady in our church and I walked up to her and I said, oh my gosh, congratulations, you're pregnant. She didn't have to say anything. Like it was just her body language that told me I said the wrong thing right now. Now I don't congratulate anybody on being pregnant. You could be nine months coming in church like this. I just like, how you doing? Good to see you. I'm pregnant. Stop it. <laughs> You're pregnant? <laughs> Shut up. But you, you, you have to be careful in life not to just say what you see in the natural. You can't just speak out what you constantly, you gotta see beyond the natural into the supernatural. You gotta be, see more than just what meets the eye. Come on, we gotta see what God wants to do with it. We wanna see the potential and the possibility. Come on, clap today if you agree. Come on, that God wants to show you something bigger and better than what, come on, you ought to clap right now a little bit better. God wants you to say what you see in the spirit. I love the first thing Ezekiel said here. The first thing Ezekiel says is God, got, God grabbed me. Write down number one today. God got a hold of my life. 
I love this about God. God has this propensity. God has this ability that when you are wandering, when you are lost, when you are in a bad place, we don't serve the God that camps out and waits for you to come back to church. We serve the God that leaves the 99 church folk to go find the one that is lost. By the way, I love what Pastor Tyler said. You didn't find God. God found you. He was not lost. You and I were lost. And when you were broken, when you were rebellious, when you were against God, he left the house to go find. God grabbed me. And, and just a heads up, when God gets a hold of you, when God grabs you, he doesn't do it out of anger. He doesn't do it out of wrath. I'll never, when I first got my license, when I was 16, me and my buddy, we played a joke on each other. When we pulled up to one another's house, we would get into the driveway and we would just start honking excessively to signify, this is classic 16-year-old behavior. We would, we, would, we would signify to the other that we're there by just honking, honking, and it's like you're inside, you're like, dude, my dad's gonna get me. So I'll never forget, one time I pulled up to my buddy's house, middle of the afternoon, it's 3 p.m., and I start just laying it on the horn. 16. And I watched his uncle comes ripping out of the house, just, just on fire, just flies. He flies around the car, and he he comes to my window and he sticks it. He grabs me by the neck and he goes, people are sleeping in this house. In my head, I was like, is this legal? We, we don't serve the God that's like, what's wrong with you? When are you going to get your life right? When are you going to get your act together? No, the Bible says he is slow to anger and he is rich in mercy. No, it is his kindness that leads us to repentance. It's the fact that by his outstretched arm, he grabs me by his grace. He grabs me by his love. It's his forgiveness and his mercy. Oh, watch what it says here in Psalm 136. Uh, watch what it says. With a strong hand and with an outstretched arm, for his mercy endures forever. Psalm 40, he lifted me up out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Is there anybody thankful today that God grabbed me and he got a hold of me? Come on, God found me and loved me enough to pull me out of the slimy pit. Before Jesus, I, I was in a slimy pit. Before God, I was in a bad place. Before God grabbed a hold of me, he, he did it with his outstretched arm. He did it by, his, by the cross and his love. It's his kindness. He does this and he set my feet upon a rock. The first thing that you got to understand is God got a hold of my life. That's why people will often refer to Jesus and the gospel as God got a hold of my life when I was X years old. God got a hold of my life when I was in this season. The first thing Ezekiel says is, God got a hold of me. I, I, I want to encourage you. God does not do this one time, but he's coming to get a hold of you every single morning. His mercies aren't fresh the first time you show up at church. His mercy, come on, his grace is grabbing you today. His love is getting a hold of you today. Anybody thankful that we serve the God, come on, of new mercies every single morning? He says, Ezekiel says, God got a hold of me and he brought me up to this place and, and he, he brought me to this valley and he, and, he, and he showed me all these dry bones. 
It's this valley of dry bones. They've been bleached by the sun. And so God brought me. He gets a hold of me. This is grace. Grace always comes before anything else. So God gets a hold of me with his grace. And the second thing God deals with in my life, he takes me to this ridge, to this valley, and it's dry bones. And God says to me, um, son, Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? What, what do you think, Ezekiel? Can these dry bones live? I like Ezekiel. I, I can relate with him because he, he doesn't answer it. He goes, I don't know. God, what do you think? Like, I'm the type of guy that, like, when everybody's like, oh, my gosh, do you see this? Do you see, you know, like, in this painting, do you see? And I'm always, I just agree. I'm like, yes, that's beautiful. <laughs> or if we go outside and everybody's, like, looking at the stars, oh, my gosh, there's the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper and the Mom Dipper. I'm always like, yes, I can't see anything. <laughs> God's like, Ezekiel, what do you see? He's like, what do you see? <laughs> Can these dry bones live? I don't know. You tell me. Here's the first thing that God does in your life. He has grace. He gets a hold of us. Then the second thing he deals with is he deals with our faith. Write down number two. God showed me possibility. God is not trying to bring you to the valley to show you dry bones, to show you destruction, and show you despair. Look at culture. Look at America. Look at society. Look at the public school system. Look at the politicians. Look at, the, look at this, that, and the other. God's not trying to show me that the glass is half empty. He's trying to show me the glass is half full. God showed me possibility. Can these dry bones live? Watch what he says here. He said to me, son of man, can these bones live? Verse five, God the master told the bones, watch this, I'm bringing the breath of life to you and you'll come to life. God is trying to take you from grace to faith. Come on, you gotta see the business, not the way that it is, but the way it could be when God gets a hold of it. You gotta see your children not as they are, but the potential that's inside of them and the possibility that could be unleashed when the Spirit of God hits it. I'm telling you, it's dry bones till God gets a hold of it. It is destroyed till God touches it. When the breath of God hits a home, when the breath of God hits an area, when the breath of God touches a church, oh, you ought to clap like you agree today. Come on, God's trying to show you this is dry bones until the spirit of Jesus touches it. Can, can, can these bones live? Uh, sir, what do you think? He's trying to show Ezekiel it's destroyed until revival hits it. It is dry until my, I'm telling you, there is nothing that is too dead in your life that God can't resurrect. There is nothing too dry that God's spirit can't breathe on. There is no area in the nation of America that God's spirit can't bring to revival. Come on, anybody want to see Walnut Creek, Concord, come on, San Francisco, and this area fall in love with the, with the spirit of Jesus. God's trying to show you he's trying to show you possibility he's trying to show you by the way it does not make you an expert if you can just say what you see what do you see I see dry bones a lot of people are just like I see problems I see issues oh this kid right this kid's rebellious you are not an expert because you can say what you see you're a faith person when you can say the potential and the possibility they're rebellious right now but I'm telling you I see a righteous man of God I see a son and a daughter that will be raised in the house I see what God wants to do in it Amen. the first thing that God always deals with in our life is grace God gets a hold of us we didn't get a hold of God God got a hold of me that is grace 
And the second thing God always deals with in our life is he deals with our faith. What do you, what do you see here? I wonder what you see when it comes to your future. Do you see dry bones ahead or do you see the possibility and the potential of what God wants to do in you and through you? What do you see, Ezekiel? Uh, dry bones? Is this a trick question? Can these bones live? I, I do not want to answer you wrongly, God. Can they? And watch this. This is so God. He, this, he's the order of how he always works in our life. He says, son, prophesy over these bones. This is the word that God does. Grace, faith, and then moving all the way to action in our faith. That's why the Bible says faith without works is dead. It is a dead faith. So God doesn't want to just give us faith. He wants to give us faith to get out of our boat. Write down number three. God told me to get out of the boat. God told me to stop just looking at my dry bones and talking about my pro dry bones. He told me to prophesy over my dry bones. He told me, to, I love that story of Jesus. If you don't know the Bible, there's this amazing story about Jesus walking on water and he's walking on the water towards the disciples. And Peter, he's the loudmouth of the bunch. He talks too much. I can relate. And so Peter, he's sitting there in the boat and he's like, Jesus, is that you? And Jesus is like, yep, it's me. He's like, no, 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 really though. Is it you, Jesus? And Jesus is like, Again, it's me. He's like, if it's really, I like Peter, third time. But if it's really you, tell me to get out of the boat and walk on water. Jesus is like, I already told you twice, but you clearly are not getting the message. Okay, Peter, come walk out of the boat. And the Bible says Peter gets out of the boat and starts walking on water. God does not call you to a comfortable, convenient Christianity. He wants to get you to stretch your faith and get out of what is comfortable and convenient and start walking on water. Come on, clap if you agree today. God told me to get out of my boat. The problem with most of us is we love the boat. We're camped up in the boat. We got direct TV and the NFL red zone in the boat. We don't want to get out of the boat. We love the boat. And, 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 and the reality is some of us don't get out of the boat because most of us are waiting on five or six signals from God. Maybe you need to move off of a maybe. Maybe God is asking you to get out of your boat. Maybe God is asking you to join a mission group. Maybe God is asking you to be a volunteer. Maybe God is calling you to start tithing for the first time in your life. Maybe God is calling you to leverage your talents to build the house of God. Maybe God is calling you to forgive the person that abused you. Maybe God is calling you to be a better husband or better father. So often, I get concerned about these people that are just like, you know, God told me this morning I should eat a Pop-Tart. Yeah, God spoke to me this morning, strawberry, you know, with, with the icing on top. God spoke to me this morning, Pop-Tarts. I'm like, oh my gosh, God speaks to you so much and so clear. Because when I hear God, I'm like, ah. you, ever, you ever hear God and you're like, I think that I'm supposed to. I know my family's going to think I'm crazy, but I, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe God is... Maybe God's calling me to step out of what is comfortable and convenient. Amen. 
Ezekiel has to move from getting grace and seeing possibility to now activating and prophesying over dry bones. It is going to be this step of his faith journey that actually changes everything. In other words, hear me today, Mission Church. It's not grace that just changes us. It's not just faith that changes us. But it's when we start living our lives by faith. And saying, I think God is asking me to do what I normally wouldn't do. God is asking me and calling me to do what is uncomfortable. And maybe my family and my friends might think that I'm weird. I'm a Jesus freak now. But maybe he's calling me to walk on water. Maybe he's calling me to prophesy over dry bones. So here's Ezekiel. And he starts prophesying over dry bones. And the Bible says, as he, you need to hear this today. God can't move until you move. A lot of times we're just here, we're like, God, I'm really waiting on you. And God's like, I'm waiting on you. <laughs> God, we're just waiting on you. He's like, wow, same, I'm waiting on you. Because I can't work in the dry bones until you activate your faith and you prophesy. It wasn't until he spoke and said what he saw and said the pause. Oh, come on. Some people are clapping because they're understanding. God needs you to move. So he, come on. God can't move in your home until you do. God can't move in your business until you do. God can't move at Mission Church until God's waiting on somebody to move on a maybe. God showed me it's time to get out of the boat. It's time to get out of my blankets and my lazy boy recliner and comfortable Christianity and do what I never thought. Yeah, prophesy over dry bones. Here's Ezekiel, and he's speaking to that which looks dead and dry and bleached by the sun. But when he prophesies, what is prophecy? Let me just show you. Put it on the screen. Prophesy is speaking what God puts in your mouth by the power of the Holy Spirit. For the believer, it's speaking the word of faith. Oh, I love that. He starts talking to some dry bones. I declare in the name of Jesus, you're going to come to life. Come on, you ought to start prophesying over your future. Prophesy over this church. Prophesy over the warriors. Someone in the back's like, that's good. It's really good. It's really, I received that word. That's good. That's our problem. Can you see Ezekiel? God grabbed me, and he showed me, and then he told me, prophesy. Ezekiel's like, man, I know my family's going to think I'm crazy because all I see is dry bones, but I'm going to say what I see by the power of God's Spirit. I'm not going to say what everybody else sees. I'm going to say what God showed me in my spirit, in my gut. I'm going to say it, and he starts prophesying. And did you, I love, this is my favorite part of the reading. He said, oh, and there was a sound. Oh, there was a rust. Can you feel the sound and the rustling of Mission Church today? Like I walked in, I was like, oh my gosh. There's a sound. There's a rustling. That which was dead in this region is coming to life. And it can't happen until you prophesy. And he starts prophesying. And he's like, in the name of Jesus, these dry bones, in the name, he starts talking these dry bones, in the name of God, you're going to come to life. In the name above all names. We don't come in the name of humanity. Come in the name of the Lord. He starts speaking over these dry bones, prophesying over these dry bones, and you see God starts moving. By the way, this, 
This is one of my favorite parts of the whole message. Write down number four today. God told me to start talking to, not about. <laughs> most, most of us, this is our problem, is that we just walk around and we're just like, um, God, I got a lot of dry bones in my life, and my wife is dry bones, my life is dry bones, my kids are dry bones, my business is dry bones, my, my area is dry, and we just talk about all of our dry bones. I got dry bones, got a lot of dry bones. They're trying to take away from a Christian. I got a lot of dry bones. I got a lot, that some of y'all shouldn't even know that, but you do, you, that's how I know you're a church plant. Okay, I got dry bones, got a lot of dry, okay, so, so so we just talk about our dry bones. It does you no good talking about something. You got to talk to something. I love when David goes against Goliath and he comes out and all the Israelites are on one side and all the Philistines and Goliath are on another side and the battle line is drawn in the middle and the Israelites every day are talking about Goliath. Oh, Goliath so big. Goliath so strong. Goliath nine feet. Goliath, look at his sword. Goliath, they're talking about Goliath. David rocks up, little, little teenager in the Mission Church Youth Ministry. I prophesied that. And so he walks up and David's like, what, what's going on? What y'all talking about? And they're like, oh, the Philistine. Oh, Goliath. And David said, give me my little slingshot. And he walks up to Goliath and he said, you come against me with a sword and a javelin and a spear, but I come against you in the name of the God of Israel. Today, I'm going to cut your head off and I'm going to feed it to the bird. Stop talking about your dry bones and start talking to it and say, you're going to fall down in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody give God praise. I'm going to say what I see today. You're falling down. You're going down today, sucker. The, the, the problem with most of us, we just want to talk about stuff. The reason why some of us never get to the place we need to be relationally is you only talk about people, you never talk to people. And your whole world would change if you started talking to your problem. He said, Ezekiel, stand up. Talk to these bones. Bones get up in the name of Jesus. Bones arise in the name of Jesus. Revival right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody thank him today. I'm not talking about all the problems in my life. I'm talking to the giant. I will not bow down to suicide. I will not bow down to poverty. I will not bow down to depression. I'm not a slave to lust. I, I am free in the name of Jesus. Sorry, I get, get excited. The reality is, is that some of us need to understand the order of what God is trying to do. Worship team, you can come join me. God's trying to get a hold of us because he's wanting to show us there's a better life that he's planned. And God's trying to get us out of our boat so we can start to say what we see in the supernatural. God has something bigger for my life. And I'm not just going to talk about all my problems. I'm going to talk to my problems. And I'm going to tell my problems there is a bigger God. There is a name that is above all names. There is a Lord that is above all lords. There is a God that is for me, so who can be against me? I don't know what you're up against, but it's not bigger than God. I don't know what Goliath you're facing, but it's not bigger than God. I don't know what dry bones you're facing in your life, but when the Spirit of God touches it, it's going to come to life in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody start saying what you see. I see God at work in my life. I see God doing a mighty thing in my life. Amen? Amen. It's grace. And then faith. And then faith with a little bit of works. It's amazing when you start Seeing what God has for you. Stop looking for evidence of his absence. Start looking for evidence of his presence. I see God moving. I see God. I see God. People go, oh, this kid right here, he's garbage. I see gold. 
Oh, this area, America's in ruins. Oh, I see America. It is a beautiful country filled with awesome people. I see the Spirit of God touching the north, the south, the east, and the west. Say what you see. And all of a sudden, what you see will start lining up with what you say. Amen Amen to that? It's amazing. My wife, a couple months ago, she came to me and she said, it is time for us to get a minivan. Said I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you can start playing. I rebuke that foul spirit. I'm going to say what I see. I see something nasty. I see something gross. And so we got a minivan. It's a real low moment. I really didn't realize how many people had minivans until I had a minivan. And now everywhere I drive. It's kind of embarrassing though, because I, I, you know, motorcycle people are so cool. They have these signals when they drive by each other. They have these, you know, like, hey, we're both cool people on motorcycles. We signal each other and it's a salute of power and mightyhood and strongness and leather. I wish that we could come up with like a salute for minivan people because I see so many and we drive by each other. I'm like, what do we do? Like, do I grab a binky and be like, what's up? (laughs) Like sippy cups. (laughs) It's amazing. All of a sudden, all I see are minivans. God's trying to change your eyes to adjust your speech. Because a lot of us are going to roll over to dry bones until you let God and grace grab a hold of you. And He shows you what do you see in your marriage? What do you see in your future? What do you see, God? Take what I see. Listen to the message of God. I see life. The Spirit of God is life. Where the Spirit is, there is life and there is freedom. We're going to start saying what we see. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Mission Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Bay Area, we invite you to come join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at missionchurchca.com. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.